Hello everyone, Pastor Kurt here. And Penny Benda. And thank you for joining us for today's devotion. It is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Uh, The readings today come from the Revised Common Lectionary Daily Readings, and you can find a link to those in the show notes below. I also have printed there the readings for today if you wanted to pause this and look those up before we continue. We do encourage you to follow along in your own Bible. Whatever translation you have is just fine. And so let us uh, join now together in a moment of prayer before we continue. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we're so thankful for this opportunity to gather today. Thankful for um, your presence in our lives. And as we open these passages of scripture to read these words and reflect on them, we pray that you would open us uh, to your will for our lives. Help us to see and help us to hear what you'd have us know. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we've got uh, two readings for today. And you might have noticed that we're kind of in a little bit different um uh, setting. We're back in my office, and I'm hoping that uh, we're going to be. <coughs> got the coughs. <laughs> we're going to be a little bit uh, better sound for us today. So, I part of the reason we wanted to move in here was so that we had these booms or these microphones on these booms, so that. Uh, <laughs> which I don't know if Penny's really quite sure what to think about that, but yeah. I think I it will like sound I'm better. It. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, yeah, we've got uh, two readings. Uh, first one is Jeremiah chapter 30, verses 12 through 22, and John chapter 12, uh, verses 36 through 43. And we're going to start with Jeremiah, and I'm going to go ahead and read that. So Jeremiah 30, 12 through 22. This is what the Lord says. Your injury is incurable. Your illness is grave. No one comes to your aid. No one attends to your wounds. Your disease is incurable. All your lovers disregard you. They write you off as a lost cause. Because I have dealt harshly with you as an enemy would, because your guilt is great and your sins are many. Why cry out for relief from your pain? Your wound is incurable. I have done these things to you, because your guilt is great and your sins are many. Yet all who ravage you will be ravaged. All who oppress you will go into exile. Those who rob you will be robbed, and all who plunder you will be plundered. I will restore your health, and I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you were labeled an outcast, Zion, the lost cause. The Lord proclaims, I will restore Jacob's tents and have pity on their birthplace. Their city will be rebuilt on its ruins and the palace in its rightful place. There will be laughter and songs of thanks. I will add to their numbers so they don't dwindle away. I will honor them so they aren't humiliated. Their children will thrive as they did long ago, and their community will be established before me. I will punish their oppressors. They will have their own leader, and their ruler will come from among them. I will let them approach me, and we and he will draw near. Who would dare approach me unless I let them come, declares the Lord. You will be my people, and I will be your God.
All right, so um, Jeremiah here, of course, this is taking place um, after the exile to Babylon. And um, we see just this really stark picture of um, just the state that the that the people of Judah find themselves, right? Mm -hmm. he, he lists this here in verse 12 as, this is what the Lord says, your injury is incurable, your illness is grave. And so it just shows how bad things are. But then he goes on to say, but I'm going to restore you, mm -hmm. right? I'll restore your health. I will restore Jacob's tents and have pity on their birthplace and they will rebuild their rightful place. And then in verse 22, we see a return to their spiritual health as well for you will be my people and I will be your God, kind of the same covenants that we had. So um, kind of the general overview of this passage, you know, things that we've looked at many times before in the lectionary readings, yep. but you did have something in a, in a book you want to share? Yeah. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. Um, a lot of the old Testament, mm -hmm. I have to take extra learning to understand some of this stuff because mm -hmm. to me it, it's some of it's the same, it's talking about how they're always exiled and then God brings them back. But I don't totally understand it. So then I always have to go to other means to, to Nothing wrong do with it. that. Yep. Yeah. So then I found this book. I've been listening to it on Audible, but it's called A One-Year Guide, The Bible Recap. And it's written by Tara Lee Cobble. And she goes through and she'll explain certain chapters. I mean, she doesn't go through and explain everyone or every one of them, but she mm -hmm. does explain a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So this one is Jeremiah 30-31, and she says here, Today is filled with reminders of God's plan for Israel and Judah. Here are all the things he says he'll do for them in chapter 30. I will restore the fortunes of my people. I will bring them back to the land. I will break his yoke off your neck. I will burst your bonds. I will raise up a king. I will save you. I am with you. I will make a full end of all the opposing nations. I will discipline you in just measure. I will not leave you unpunished. I have dealt you to the blow of an enemy. I have done these things to you. I will make you predators into prey. I will restore health to you. I will heal your wounds. I will restore Jacob's fortunes. I, have, I will have compassion. I will multiply them. I will make them honored. I will punish their oppressors. I will make them draw near. I will be your God. So just like you said, it says, I will mm -hmm. be your God. So it tells exactly what is going to happen to them and what mm -hmm. has happened to them. And it also comes in and says that he will come back and he will save them. Mm -hmm. So he brings everything back out of it. So he puts them through this, kind of like a test, like we've talked before. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's uh, it's hard to really reconcile that in light of Christ too, I think mm -hmm. this idea of God testing and how does God, does God test us or how does God punish us? Does God punish us? And what ways does that look like? Mm -hmm. Should we think of God's punishment through our own eyes or should we think of God's punishment through the lens of Christ and his grace and mercy? Um, I know that's something that we've been talking a lot about in mm -hmm. other studies at the church as well here recently yep. through Psalm 23 and, and our Romans passages too, mm -hmm. um, and just how we kind of deal with that. And, and also just remembering too that that this is something that, that the prophet Jeremiah is struggling with, that the people in Judah are struggling with, you know, mm -hmm. why is this happening to us? Why, you know, is God doing, did God do this to us? You know, um, did, uh, are we just having to face the consequences of the things that we have done? You know, kind of how 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 is how are we to think about that? Um, yeah. Except for he always does bring them back out. He always yes. ends up 
okay, yes, they go into exile and they have to go through these punishments or living under slavery, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. he always gives them hope mm -hmm. to that you will come out and, and I will be your God. Mm -hmm. But you've got to take and go through some times so that you can learn that I am your God and mm -hmm. that you'll have it better with me. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. kind of how I see it. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. We always, he always gives, gives hope. And I think when I think of passages like this, that's really what I think too, is think of the times in my life when I've been really struggling and, mm -hmm. and just to know that God is, is there with us and will continue to lead us out of those things. Um, one of the passages we were looking at yesterday in our, um, Bible study was, uh, the passage in Romans, uh, chapter eight, where, uh, God, where it says, uh, God works all things uh, together for good for those who trust in him or something similar to that quote. Yep. <laughs> so, and I can't, I kind of think of it as this is the same kind of deal here. You know, he's, he's going to take this, this time of exile and he's going to work something good out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and again, verse 22, you will be my people and I will be your God again. This is, we'll, we'll bring all this back and we'll rebuild and, you know, so try not to, to worry too much. Um, Things will come back, but, you know, in order for things to return, you're going to have to return to me too, right? right. There's always that exactly. back and forth. Sometimes it takes the suffering to build that relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully we learn, you know, we learn something from yeah. the, the trials that we go through, the struggles that we go through. And right. I think God helps us to learn through those things as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, um, anything else for this one before we move on? No. All right. We're going to look at John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verses 36 through 43. And you're going to read that one? Yep. Oh, and I was reading Common English Bible. So I think most of you know that. But in your reading, mine's out the, of the Christian Standard Christian Bible. Christian Standard. Mm -hmm. So, John 12, 36 through 43. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. Jesus said to this, then went away and hid from them. Isaiah's prophecies fulfilled as the heading. Even though he had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet who said, Who, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This is why they were unable to believe, because Isaiah also said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that they would not see with their eyes or understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many did believe in him even among the rulers, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him so that they would not be banned from the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. All right, so um, this is an interesting passage. Um, really, I think what we see here as, after verse 36 um, is kind of the struggle that, uh, that Paul and, 
and a lot of the other disciples have struggled with in the early church as to why certain people believed and certain people didn't believe. You know, mm-hmm. why did some Jewish folks accept Christ as the Messiah and why did some not? And so I think what we see here is an attempt to, um, to kind of reason some of that out. Mm-hmm. And so we see um, uh, the author of John um, suggesting um, a, a passage from Isaiah that it, it as a reason why, so that mm-hmm. for somehow somehow that it was part of God's plan that some people believed and some didn't believe. Mm-hmm. That one's a hard one for me to reconcile with in my own understanding of who God is, but. Um, that is one. And then there's the second one is is found um, beginning at verse 41. So there's kind of two reasons that, the, um, that John lifts up here. And the first is, well, maybe it was part of God's plan that God somehow prevented them from believing. Um, right. But then in verse 41, it says um, that for some, they, they did believe, but they mm-hmm. failed to, uh, to talk about that publicly because right. they were worried, right, about what other people might think of them. Right. Uh, they loved, as verse 43, they, they believed, but they loved human praise more than God's glory. Right. Yeah. You know, and I was looking at 40 here where it says, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that they would not see with their eyes or understand with their hearts. In turn, I would heal them. So the first thing I think about is when he hardened Pharaoh's heart mm-hmm. so that he would not let the... He would not let the slaves go. Mm-hmm. So is this kind of the same situation where he wants to harden the hearts to put them through some situations mm-hmm. to bring them back, to make them mm-hmm. realize? Because you always, you always mm-hmm. hear him about, you always hear that he is hardening the hearts. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, when, I, when I look at these, part of my thought is, was, well, why, why would God do that? You know, why would God prevent people from believing? Right. Um, I, I would think that God wants mo- everybody to believe, mm-hmm. right? And so, so why would why would God do that? And yeah. I, I think that's, I don't know if we have a good answer for that. As I was reading through some of the commentary, you know, I didn't come mm-hmm. up with a very good dis- or good reason for it. Right. Um, but the same thing with Pharaoh, you know, just like that. Why, why would God prevent Pharaoh from releasing them if he was ready to do it? Of course, some might suggest that, well, he, he did that because... Um, he was trying to to make a point. Yeah, make the people believe by mm-hmm. seeing certain signs. Yeah. 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 Um, but then again, you know, too, that caused undue suffering on people right. as well. Right. <laughs> so True. I, I kind of have a hard time with that too, in light yeah. of Christ's love and compassion for all people as well. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a tough one um, to really reconcile through. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think a couple of the things in here, I, th- I think, are really easy for us to understand. And that is verse 36, where it talks about as long as you have the light, um, as long as you have Jesus, mm-hmm. um, believe in the light so that you might become people whose lives are determined by the light. So, so that you might be people who are guided by the Jesus, mm-hmm. that you might live your lives guided by Christ. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, verse 43 they believed, but they loved human praise more than God's glory. And what that one mm-hmm. makes me think about oftentimes is why people don't don't follow more or don't grow in their, their faith and mm-hmm. don't um, seek to be more mature to, or to grow in their discipleship because yeah. 
in order to have a deeper and stronger relationship with Jesus, that means that you have to sometimes say no right. to other things in our culture. Right. And that's not always easy because people say, well, why aren't you doing this? Or why aren't you doing that? Yeah. And, and well, we might look like funny. Peer pressure. Yeah. You know, peer pressure. You don't want to say no to somebody and have them look at you like, well, we're mm-hmm. doing it. You should do it. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they don't want people to see them believing in God because they might look down on them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the Pharisees, Pharisees had a lot of control. They had a lot of mind. Scared mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm into not doing or into doing what they liked. Yeah. Yeah. So what you were talking about up here, that light, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have always, I love lighthouses. And Mm. so to me, seeing lighthouses reminds me of God. Mm. It reminds me of Jesus and the light because it guides you. It leads you. It does the same thing for a ship. So, yeah. So I think of Jesus as the light there too. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. So yeah, that's it for our readings. Anything other? Any other thoughts that you have? Nope. And if you all uh, watching and listening to us uh, have any thoughts, you know, we'd love, of course, to hear from you as well. And uh, as several of you oftentimes do. So that is all for our readings. So we're going to spend some time in prayer. I'll be lifting up some prayer requests or categories of prayer. After each prayer request, there'll be a moment of silence for you to lift up your own personal prayers to God. And then uh, I will say the words, Lord, in your mercy, your response will be, hear our prayer. And when we're done with all of the prayer requests, we'll join together in the Lord's prayer. So let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we are so thankful for all that you have placed upon our hearts today through these readings and reflections. And we bring now before you those things that are heavy on our hearts We begin, Lord, by praying for the people of our faith communities. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for those who suffer and those who are in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for the concerns of our local communities. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. 
our prayer. We pray for the beautiful earth you have given to our care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the Church Universal, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we lift all this before you, praying for healing, comfort, strength, peace, and wisdom as we pray the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, that's it for today's devotion. I hope you're able to hear a word from God for your life today. If you have any questions, suggestions, or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. You can send those to the show email at admin at pastorkurt.com. May you go forth today in peace, shining the light of Christ everywhere you go. Until next time, have a blessed day. Bye. Bye.